0: Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of The Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today I am hanging out with Adam Bate, of SEO Brothers. He is an SEO strategist who has consulted with brands such as Getty Images, Bass Pro, and American Standard. Currently, he has joined forces with his brother, Devin, to create the premier white-label SEO solution for freelancers and agency owners. Welcome to the program, Adam. Thank you, Brent. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. So, Adam, tell me a little bit about how you got into uh, kind of, you know, the, the digital agency world and uh, SEO in particular.
1: Sure. Yeah, I guess um oh, I guess it sort of back in university days I had uh, sort of a local hosting and infrastructure business with um a business partner that I met in university. Ran that uh, for a little while. It was sort of started in computer science. We were both in computer science. We were into sort of the techie or side and sort of the the more hosting and infrastructure, but then explored what, you know, Building websites and local marketing looked like and sort of spread from there to do some local business website design. Got into SEO. I guess that was back in, you know, the wild west of the SEO days. So started exploring a little bit into what, you know, what that world was then and and what it meant to get a website to the, the top in in Google. And then, you know, to sort of round that story out, my business partner and I decided to go in different directions. So I had sold that. Um, to my half of the business to him um, and from there I, I took a leap into wanting to learn a little bit more about SEO from you know an enterprise level and sort of a big brand and, and bigger business level so I joined a growing 30 uh, person digital marketing agency and uh, worked remote from them uh, for them for three years or so and and ran their sort of SEO department there and learned a whole lot more about not only SEO but sort of how it worked within a, you know, a digital agency environment. And so I had the local business and sort of, you know, I call it sort of more of the bootstrapper style SEO in the beginning and then sort of got the expertise and the knowledge in, you know, what this meant in clean deliverables and, and better communication and maybe larger budgets, but not always. And, and sort of that sort of just more well-rounded uh, digital agency style uh, offering of SEO. And then from there, I guess, you know, it was identifying a little bit of holes in, in sort of how things worked and, and sort of seeing that across not only our agency, but other agencies. And, and, you know, at the time, my brother was also graduating university, he had a finance degree. Uh, he actually went to work in house as an SEO i had kind of trained him up over the years and uh, he was more confident there than than in other spaces so he his first job at a university was also in SEO and then we just decided one day to join forces to sort of see if we could solve some of these problems in the SEO industry i guess you could you could call it and and um
0: i just i find that fascinating that both you and your brother have have landed in the s e o world is that uh, does that come up in the uh like the uh I don't know if you guys do like thanks to giving based in Canada or family dinners i should say um do you guys talk about
1: s e o uh, around the dinner table when you guys eat as a family that's not to. <laughs> <laughs> We can, you know, we can geek out pretty hard if if we're left alone, but for the sake of the rest of the family, we, we try our best not to, but yes, it, uh, you know, he was always interested in entrepreneurship as well. And because I dabbled in sort of the, you know, running a local hosting and, and marketing business, I would just... Yeah, I just always discussed things together and always trained him in in everything I knew. And actually to to highlight the the brother story, we actually have our, our other brothers. So there's four of us. I have three brothers. Our another brother is actually working with the company as well. Just joined a handful of weeks ago. So there is actually three SEO brothers involved in, in SEO awesome. right now.
0: You know, it's it's crazy. So I, you know, this is um this probably isn't the main thing that we're going to talk about today, but I, I talk to a lot of people that are working in, you know, spouse business partners uh, or spousal like relationships at some level in in that way, and then they also work in in the business together. You'd be surprised, Adam, how few people I meet that have more of the family business in the digital space, where it's it's not like husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend, but it's you know the, the brothers or sisters that are working together. And so I think what you guys have, um, you know, seems seems less common, uh, and, and I don't think we have to spend much time on that, but I do found that 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 fascinating. Uh, can you paint us a little picture about SEO Brothers today? Basically, what your your digital agency's kind of key specialty is? Um, you mentioned you've got you know the three of you brothers that are in the business, but any other team members, uh, kind of total headcount and kind of what the the structure of the business is today?
1: Yeah, so we are, um, you know, we like to call ourselves one of the premier white label SEO firms out there. And we focus on helping our partners so they can be freelancers or, you know, small to large digital agencies. And we really focus on helping them grow organic search revenue and adding more value to their clients. Right now, we are sort of our fourteenth team member is starting next week. Um, so we are, you know, consistently hiring, and, and we've sort of gone into a little bit of growth mode over the last year or so. And we have two core, I guess, to sort of paint a picture of where business is right now. We have two core service areas in how we help these these different style partners. And one is sort of a more self managed solution where, you know, either an agency or a freelancer can sign up. Um, for a flat monthly fee, and they can just request tasks that they want done. So this is someone who maybe is selling in one-time solutions, or or needs sort of a one-off, sort of in tandem with a web design project, and just wants to layer on top sort of best practice SEO. Wants that done in a way that is consistent and reliable, um, and is just there when they need it. And, and this is a great solution for someone like that. And then we have our strategic partnership model, which is sort of a more ingrained in your culture and in your organization. And it's more of a, an application process. So, you know, we can naturally only. Handle and work with uh, so many different strategic partners that, at any given time, and you know on the, on that level we sort of build out a model where we operate on a fifty percent service margin. So you know if you retail a, a campaign for say a couple thousand dollars a month, we'll come in and price that at sort of enough value for that retail at half that cost. So if, if we're charging a thousand, you can fair market value would be two thousand. Um, that will give you that. You know, healthy service margin that, that obviously every agency is looking for. And then if you wanted to add more value or, you know, bill for client services or account management time, you know, we're happy to sort of help shape that and, and get you to whatever structure you need to in terms of pricing for your, your clients. And that's, that's just a more. I wouldn't call it hand holding because, you know, not that our partners need hand holding, but it's just more invested. So we do, you know, unlimited business development and sales support and training for your client services team. So we're just, we're more part of your team in the strategic partnership model versus our self managed. But both are great solutions and, you know, they have different needs um, for, for different ones. So yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's, in, us right now.
0: since we first met, you know, I've been fascinated with your model, and actually, that there's a few companies that are in in the agency space right now, serving other agencies that I've become very like fascinated with just how they're set up as a as a service provider. And I think that your, um, I guess that's your self managed solution was kind of what first piqued my interest, where you guys basically have a, a flat fee for kind of this unlimited task style model i don't know if it's kind of more the the design pickle for seo on a high level concept but but you know i was kind of fascinated that that's how you guys that, that has been your, your main offering i think if correct me if i'm wrong but your strategic partnerships is more of a newer thing um but you your core
1: what, to be honest the strategic partnership was actually sort of uh here before the self-managed was you know and maybe they were around the same time. Um, we just, we fluked into, and we can get into this perhaps later or, or if we want to dive into it now, but we we kind of fluked into our first strategic partnership where we didn't really know what it was. We were just, you know, an agency reached out, thought, hey, could you guys do this? And saw you were in the local market. And, you know, we just, we massaged product offerings and agreed on service, you know, service revenue percentages and gross margins and everything else. So we, you know, we, we created what later became our strategic Partnership model um, with this agency in our local market that, and we didn't even realize we were doing it. Um, and we kind of at the same time started exploring. You know, this is when yeah, Design Pickle was was huge, and I was following Russ a lot and loved that model and that concept. And um, there were a couple of you know, I guess shifts or you know, events in our business that that caused us to sort of double down in that area as well. But. I wouldn't say one was... You know, in terms of revenue, you know, our strategic partnership side of our business probably drives more revenue. Um, but that, is, you know, that gap is quickly closing as, as the self managed becomes more popular. And people are, I think, becoming more aware of that style of productized offering than they were, say, you know, even three or four years ago.
0: Hey, agency owners. Are you currently building, managing, or optimizing WordPress websites and struggling to keep up or becoming the bottleneck? I'm excited to announce Unlimited WP, a white label team that can help you do more with less. Whether you're building a WordPress website, doing updates, or maintenance and backups, you can assign all those tasks and more to Unlimited WP so you can free your time, make more money, and focus on what's most important. Get 25% off your first month by using the code DAS2020 at unlimitedwp.com to start today. Now let's get back to our interview. Let's talk about white-label as, as kind of a higher-level strategy for a minute. I know there's a lot of listeners that might be doing white label for their own business whether it's SEO or other other services for other agencies there's probably some folks out there that are you know kind of dabbling in it maybe they have uh, you know they're subcontracting or doing a partnership on a project here or there uh, and then there's probably a lot of people that are thinking about it or daydreaming about maybe I should just work with other agencies they're they're less of a hassle than all these clients that don't understand digital marketing what what was kind of the key decision for you to go the white label route was this something that you you sat down and said, this is, this is the business model. Was it more accidental and that you guys picked up work from other agencies out of the gate and then decided to lean into that? Kind of? How did you guys strategically make that decision? And what were some of the factors that you considered?
1: Yeah, great, great question. And I think it's kind of a combination of a lot of different little factors that, that sort of just came together. Um, you know, We accidentally fell into this partnership um, that I had talked about before. And so we were starting to understand what this model might look like you know, at the time we had sort of just also signed one of our largest direct to business clients. Um, you know, we're talking 10 to 20 X more in monthly revenue than any individual client was paying us before. And this, you know, this obviously excited us. So maybe direct to business was the way to go. Uh, and, and at the same time we were doing all this, everyone was preaching, you know, niche down, um, make sure you focus on your core offering or your core vertical. Uh, and to, to be honest, we, you know, we started with design and social and paid, and we very quickly realized that we're just—I'm—I'm I'm not a professional in in any of those other areas. SEO and organic search is what I knew, and that's what my brother knew, and so we—you know—we threw everything else out. With this direct to business client, you know, when they came on board as, as naive business owners as we were, we ju- we just paid ourselves a little bit more money, and um, that became sort of our new minimum. And you know, we contribute that to a lot of our maybe stagnation in growth and maybe we should have taken that opportunity to invest more into the business but you know hindsight's 2020 20, but the the big takeaway from from this is when that whale client left and the reason they left is that they didn't want a single seo provider and a single paid provider and a single social provider they wanted a full service agency and i think that's when the light bulb went off when we realized that if we if we went seo only we're always going to run into this problem where clients outgrow an SEO-only firm. And the directed business client just wants the convenience of a one-stop shop digital agency. And I think that's really what drove our decision in like, okay, we have this strategic partnership model. Maybe it's time to really lean on this and double down and you know, invest in more partners and, and finding more agencies.
0: It's kind of funny how oftentimes, you know, business strategy is driven maybe more by necessity, you know, well, client leaving. I imagine that that was a a, a wake-up call. Or I don't know how much notice you had on something like that, but, uh, you know, kind of going, oh gosh, what do we, what do, we do now, right? <laughs> what do we lean into, yes. right? Where, where's the next opportunity uh, that, that maybe if that client had stayed on another six months or 12 months or 24 months or whatever, mm-hmm. like may, maybe that wouldn't have, have happened for you guys, which it seems like that was a really good good outcome for you, ultimately.
1: It was. And, you know, because it was both the start of the strategic partnership, but it was also the start of our sort of self-managed. We didn't know what it was called and we didn't know exactly what the offering meant. But, you know, at the time, we knew of Design Pickle. We knew of this model. We also knew that we didn't want to start taking a pay cut and we didn't want to lay anyone off. So we basically went out to sort of our sort of more freelance-based sort of partners. And we said like, Hey, would you be willing to pay us a flat monthly fee? And you can just have access to our team because we don't want to lay them off. Um, and we thought maybe we could fill the gaps in their capacity. And you know, with a handful of clients float some of their wage so that we didn't have to take a pay cut and we didn't have to lay anyone off.
0: Wow. Sounds like total, total necessity on that. But so, so you, just, you created this model, very design pickle-ish, but for... SEO services, people can quote-unquote have access to your team. They pay uh, – I think it's a low monthly fee. Uh, And then they can just kind of send you guys – seo tasks and then you you have tight processes i assume on the back end of just you know making sure that those things are are produced and and kind of done to spec uh in in an efficient way i mean are are people sending you like any kind of seo task i mean how have you how, how have you wrangled that in like what's what's been your relationship with a typical freelance you know web pro who's now sending you seo tasks i mean are they how much about seo do they need to know like how does that process work?
1: Yeah, great question. So we have right now, I think there's a list of 20 or 21 tasks that they can choose from. And they are just based on to the lengths of service and what we've typically received as, as the most popular tasks, and it fits the bill for, I would say, you know ninety percent of the potential users, uh, and so we're okay if we can't do everything and we try our best to you know onboard and educate, so we do have an onboarding specialist working with our partners to make sure that they know not only how to submit the requests and what to expect, but how to package some of these tasks and requests so that they could sell you know one-off packages. When they're building a website, maybe they want to add in an SEO component. And then these are the five or six tasks that you should request based on that. And so there is some, some training and and some onboarding that's involved in sort of the partnership level there. And then, yeah, we just, we have a really well defined process on our end in terms of here are the 21 tasks that people, you know, request. Here's their category. Is it content related? Is it technical related? Is it sort of link profile related? And then we just flush out what that looks like from a process standpoint so that our team knows exactly what to do when any of these one tasks come in.
0: So how does that um, how does that mesh, mesh with a, a typical business model for a, a freelance or small digital agency in terms of how they you know, how, how can they make more money on SEO, but not necessarily be the ones that are, are doing the work? I mean, I guess with you guys, it's just a flat monthly fee, but do they really still need to know how to do SEO strategy? Do they need to be pretty aware of what needs to happen on the SEO side or are you guys kind of handling that as well?
1: So yeah, great question. We don't do strategy level on the self-managed. Um, that's one of the limitations. We don't do recurring tasks. So we don't manage ongoing tasks or ongoing campaigns in the self-managed either. Self-managed, just the title alone means you sort of manage the strategy and the client and the campaign, and then you can just request any of the work that you want to get done. And, you know, that's, that is a learning curve in, in some you know some business owners are very savvy in SEO and others obviously aren't but you know they have the same goal and the same desire to sell in more organic search revenue and, and add this to their business so there is some level of support there uh, where we'd usually see things is if you're uh, if you want to package a one-time solution then our self-managed Solution is, is perfect if if you want to layer on top of your website design projects or redesign projects a just a good fundamental, you know foundational level of SEO that you can charge depending on budget you know anywhere between five hundred to a few thousand dollars for um, depending on a your comfort level and you know the value to the client and, and everything else then then our self managed is is wonderful because you can support you know even at max capacity likely four or five of those projects in any given month. And so, you know, if you're selling in a thousand dollar projects and you sell in three or four of them, then you've already 10x your your monthly cost on this on the solution. When we get into ongoing tasks and and ongoing campaigns, we do have some partners that that leverage sort of our team and the solution for for that, but they they guide strategy and they just say, you know, this is what I need for this one page um, based on these tasks and can I get it? And then we'd return those those tasks and they they manage everything. They make sure if it's on a monthly basis, if it's on a quarterly basis, that someone in their team is submitting these tasks to our team.
0: In terms of, since you guys don't do recurring tasks, they're, they're, they're still having to have a spreadsheet or an account manager or even themselves just make sure that they're, they're doing those types of things on an ongoing basis.
1: That's right, yeah. So if they wanted to update, say, keyword rankings or if they wanted to optimize different pages on the site on a, you know, every, every month, yes, they just need to make sure that, oh, right, this month on these campaigns, I, I need to make sure that I you know, log in and I send SEO Brothers a note on, on this account. Yeah. Um, so it is a little bit more work uh, on their end, uh, but you know, but at the end of the day, they they get the same value from from that work being completed. I want to kind of go back
0: to this um, comment that you made earlier about, you know, people were saying, you know, you need to niche and kind of focus. And and what I think is really cool is your, you know, your audience, your market is, is you know, digital agencies or uh, freelance web pros, kind of that whole thing, very similar audience to what we serve. And, and then you've been able to really focus your business down to these two offerings, uh, which one is very productized, which is your you know, your, uh, uh, self-managed solution. And then you've got your strategic partnerships, which seems a little bit more open-ended because it's kind of based on a per client per contract basis. Correct me. Is that, that's, that's correct, right?
1: It is correct. Yeah. We try our best to get to the level of productization on an individual agency partnership basis. Um, but yeah, certainly every agency is different. Their clients are different. So it is, it is a very unique relationship in every case.
0: How I mean, we 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 spend a lot of time with our members and clients on helping them to really identify their market, figure out what that market needs, create that offer, and create that you know that system to attract clients and and, and win those deals and, and turn that into more of a sales system. Which I think you've you've built. I know you guys support uh, dozens of agencies uh, in this capacity. How what are some of the challenges that you have had in terms of staying focused? first of all, on, you know, that you guys are a white label solution that these, you know, web pros and agency owners are your market and you're not kind of getting squirreled back on the direct client business. So uh, I'm sure some of those shiny objects have been appearing for you guys, um, but also staying focused around your, your core offering and not diluting too much of what you do. I mean, it does sound like the partnerships can be kind of open-ended, but in general, I mean, I'm sure you guys have lots of ideas of other things that you could do, but how are you, how are you staying disciplined and focused on your market and also those offerings?
1: Great questions. The, yes, you're right. Um, it's funny. As soon as we made the transition to removing business completely from our website, and we went all in on white label, we got more requests from businesses wanting to work with us than we ever had. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's like the scarcity mindset or what, but maybe because we don't work with them, they think we're even better. I'm not sure. But l- like, as soon as we made... It was so noticeable. Like The next day, we started getting like 10x the leads in direct-to-business than we ever wow. had before. Yeah, like it was. So it was there's a tip for any
0: of our listeners who want to get yeah, direct you know. to business clients. Yeah. Just say that you white label <laughs> for other agencies. Don't actually do that, but then you'll get leads, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. And, you know, it's funny because we, I'm not going to lie, we took on a couple that, and so it, in the beginning when we were making this transition, we thought, well, if anyone was looking for SEO only, they weren't interested in paid or social, so maybe they won't leave us right away. The end, if they have enough budget, so if they have you know twenty, 30, forty thousand dollars a year that they can really invest in just organic search, then maybe we'd take them on and we have, and I think eight out of ten times we've regretted it from both like you had mentioned, both a focus away from our core offering and and, and that was because we didn't have the same processes and and just procedures built around direct-to-business solutions. And so what that meant was, it was usually my brother and myself that had to manage that account and do most of the work. And it, it took away from growing the business and building out the processes of the rest of the business. Uh, so you know, it's, we just we've been very diligent with each other now that if there's ever a request that comes in... We, we can, we're open to discussing it and having that conversation. And if there was something incredible and it seemed like a lot of fun and it was a very defined scope of work, you know, if it was a quarter's worth of work and it was defined and the budget made sense, then maybe, but we've said no to most of those in the last year. So, and, and we don't like doing direct to business only because the reasons I said we don't have that same process level. So, um, I think it's Devin and myself, we just try to keep ourselves accountable. And I think that also becomes, easier as your your agency grows and when you have enough revenue being generated from your core offering that you have just the it it feels nice to be able to say no i guess and not desperately need that revenue because in the beginning we we just had to say yes and you had to you know piece together this revenue and this revenue in order to grow and once you get to a comfort level where you don't have to yeah that that feels really nice so now that we're there uh, it's it's much easier to to say no and really focus on our our core market And then, in terms of offering, yeah, we we bounced around in terms of you know what do we do for freelancers, what do we do for growing agencies, what do we do for established agencies, Uh, and I think it, you know, from the self managed, it made the most sense. We were charging per project on the freelance and sort of small design shop, and and it just the value, the value was there, and it made sense to charge per project. But when we did the math, um, you know, it it Our partners were spending much more money than they would on a self-managed plan and they'd get the same value um, and they'd get the same deliverables for the client. So it was kind of a no-brainer to let's build out a process behind this so we can better serve this style of partner at a more affordable price for them and and hopefully more value to them because then they'll help sort of drive that referral basis and, and just help grow our business in general. And, you know, and on the strategic side, you had, you know, it is a little bit more custom, but we do focus on how we structure our every SEO campaign is is identical. We, you know, we base it based on search intent group and, and how many of these search intent groups we're going to target. We do strategy per quarter. So while every relationship is different and, you know, every account manager and agency owner is different, we try our best to sort of have that processed out as best as possible we can on, on that side of the business as well. And then, you know, to loop everything together. I think it it comes down to once you see growth in this core market or in your core niche, it's much easier to double down in it. And it's, it's much less distracting at that point to stay focused on it.
0: Hey, what's up, agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that helps me launch sites fast. So I can focus on getting my clients results and building a successful and profitable agency. If you're looking for a new CMS, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more info at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme setup valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. You've mentioned, um, you know, and we've talked a little bit. We've touched on this idea of productization of services, and um, you know, kind of like you know, niching down uh, is is all the rage, and definitely something that we're huge fans of here at YouGurus productization is as well that there's this kind of I think desire or fantasy in some cases that uh, we can create a services business that feels a little bit more like a product business that you know we can just very simply you know have people add our program or service to their cart or check out in some way make it really simple and then have that uh, delivered very much like products are in some ways delivered on Amazon you know what what are and I think you guys have done a great job at uh, at productization, uh, both at your self-managed uh, and also your partnership level, it sounds like, um, of creating those kind of systematized processes and kind of uniform experience and really focus more on results than on customization. But what are some of the, the lessons or takeaways that you guys have had on productization? Because I can't imagine it's been you know, free and clear the whole time uh, on, on your journey to now. Um, but what are some of those things that you've learned that you think our listeners would find valuable around pro- successful productization of your service offering?
1: Yeah I think the the main one is that you can't you can't productize customer service. So a, pro, a productized service doesn't replace customer service. And I think this was uh, this was just a lesson learned when yes it's all the appeal to have them check out and have them do it and have them self manage it. It's it's in the name of the plan. Obviously they'll be fine and they'll self manage. But at the end of the day you're still dealing with clients and you're still providing a service. And so regardless of how productized that is, you still need to provide a great level of customer service. So, um, that's something we've, we've really doubled down in recently when, you know, it's, it's one thing to grow and grow and grow. But if your churn rate is just crazy because your customer service isn't as good, then it's, it's just. Yeah, it's just you just need to pause and make sure you're not trying to productize yourself out of good customer service. I think I think that's the biggest lesson we had learned in this transition from, you know, going from strategic partnership where we're we're all hands on and we're really there to help to all of a sudden some of our partners moved from that model to a self-managed where it's like all of a sudden they didn't even hear from us anymore and there needs to be some level of of customer service involved in a productized service or you're just you're not going to grow at the rate you want to grow. Mm.
0: How, how did how did you and your team solve that problem of moving people into some, I think you guys have kind of a dashboard where people order and they submit their tasks and all that kind of stuff where there, there probably is a little bit of a layer then between the client and your team. Uh, so how are you staying ahead of that with a client that maybe you were checking with regularly and now you're kind of expecting them to go to the portal or whatever your dashboard and submit their tasks or submit their orders?
1: Yeah, I think it's um, you know, is a couple of things. One in particular, I guess, is is just to have transparency and communicate with these these partners or these and it, for us they're partners. And because for us they're industry partners, they understand the rage of productized services. Um and so I think it might be a little bit easier for us because everyone that we serve is sort of in this same industry and they understand productized services and they desire to get there as well. So I think they're a little bit more respectful of the fact that, hey, this is the business direction that we're, we're going in. Um, and because of that, you know, you may get less touch points with me. But because of that, you'll probably have a better service because I'm not going to bottleneck things. We're going to build out a team and, and good processes around this. And just being honest and, and having the communication, I think, is, is what helped With this transition the best. And it was, it's what helps with the onboard, onboarding process in general. When, you know, it's in our name, when you sign up to the SEO brothers, you, you kind of expect to work with an SEO brother, but you, you don't always get that if you're on a self managed plan. And I think that's just in setting good expectations and having good communication. Uh, with, with your clients and, and just really communicating, you know, what is and isn't included and, and was still, again, still offering that support and, and customer service. And one of the initiatives we did on the self-managed solution in particular is, uh, we sort of gave our onboarding specialist full range to invest as much time as they want into any New agency that comes on board or any new partner that comes on board to get them as profitable as possible within the first sixty days. So don't say no to any meetings booked. Don't say no to any requests. Provide as much support as you possibly can to get to get our partners to a point where they can easily sell in these solutions, and it's just simply a no brainer for them to continue with our service. Because once they get there, you know if they're making ten x on their investment with us, then they're never going to leave.
0: Yeah, I I really like that of. That takeaway of, of really, because you're in a partner model uh, and that your partners are, you know, one, one client, whether on the self-serve or the partnership model, I mean, it could be, you know, it could be business, continuous business for three, four, five plus years. Uh, and so there probably is a lot of value in kind of front loading a lot of support and kind of getting them onboarded and get them, you know, moving versus a client that's maybe like reinventing the wheel every month and having to, you know, serve a new client for six weeks or three months for a new website build And then that's kind of that, but I def- definitely think on a partnership model, uh, you know, I mean, in general, over-investing on the, the, the onboarding kind of period. Very cool. Well, Adam, this has been a fascinating conversation. I think talking about white label, talking about productization, talking a little bit about SEO, uh, you know, um, and, and some of your lessons from this uh, this journey, the, the the whale client that you mentioned and pivoting away out of necessity and actually finding your niche kind of through that. Um, this has definitely been a fascinating conversation. Are you ready for our lightning round? I am ready. Let's have it. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, I think this was indirect advice. Um, I think Seth Godin had mentioned this on a podcast I listened to at some point, but it was the fact that you shouldn't wait for motivation. Sometimes it doesn't show up, but you still have to. You know, we are professionals. We need to show up and, and do the work. And sometimes motivation is there and sometimes it's not. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? I think definitely just... Getting up in the morning and going to the gym, staying active. I have four kids at home. So I, you know, it's really important to me to stay healthy, active and be there not only for the business, but be there for the family as well. And I think that's, that's probably the, the main one.
0: Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable?
1: Oh, an app. yeah. We use all kinds for day-to-day and productization. I think, to be honest, just on a personal productivity level, uh, focus at will just kind of plays background instrumental music. Uh, I just, I love it. You can set a timer on it if you want like a you know half an hour or an hour long work session and it you stick in your earbuds, it plays music and it, it really does focus me at will. So when the motivation isn't there, this is a great solution to, to get you engaged. And what book would you recommend and why? I unfortunately don't have a whole lot of time to read these days. Um, I think never split the difference by Christopher Voss was a great, it's sort of a, yeah, it's a negotiation style business book. He was a, I think like an FBI negotiator turned sort of business guru um, or bringing negotiation skills to business. And I think just some of the takeaways that we've been able to apply in our own business from this, some of the languages, the language that we use in emails and in proposals, but just quickly, I know this is lightning rang, one takeaway from this book, he, he recommends pricing proposals with very specific numbers. So instead of saying $12,000 for a web website project, say $12,463 because it really takes out the negotiation ability of the client when you're so specific that they feel like you must have calculated this from somewhere and that there's just no wiggle room. So it it has lots of great nuggets and takeaways that I really recommend this book. Awesome. We will
0: definitely link out to uh, that book. We will also link out to uh, Focus at Will and some other key takeaways, quotables, lessons learned on our show notes, which you can find for our listeners if you're on run or in the car, check out uh, our website, yougurus.com forward slash podcast when you get back to computer. And if uh, you're listening to this week of Adam's episode, will be right there at the top. Click on that, check out our show notes. And there's tons of amazing takeaways on that episode and uh, and you'll get lots of goodies there. Uh, Adam, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you want to head on over to seobrothers.co, seobrothers.co slash gurus. right now is just sort of a thank you for for listening and, and hearing our story. We're offering sort of a half price month one on our self-managed plan or $500 in credits to any strategic partnership. So would love to learn a little bit more about you guys and happy to answer questions about productized services or, you know, white label or or anything in this digital space. I'm, yeah, I'm just happy to to have that conversation. Awesome. Well, Adam, that is very generous for our listeners. If you guys are out and about and
0: didn't have a chance to write down that URL, again, just check out our show notes page. It's got a link to that, that page from SEO Brothers, and you can get all that good stuff at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. And uh, full disclosure, uh, Adam and his team at SEO Brothers have been sponsoring our podcast, and they have been supporting us uh, in a lot of different ways. And they're actually going to be at our uh, U Summit event here coming up October 24th through 26th. So hopefully we will uh, have a chance to meet some of our great listeners at our event. And also, if you guys are coming to that event, make sure you uh, make an, uh, take an opportunity to uh, introduce yourself to Adam and his team at SEO Brothers. We're really excited to have you guys out at our event this year and have your support uh, in a lot of different ways. So thanks for that.
1: No, our pleasure. Yeah. Really looking forward to yeah, yeah, meeting more of the community in Denver this year. We're really excited to be there.
0: Yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. And uh, Adam, thanks again for uh, stopping by our program this week.
1: My pleasure. Thanks so much, Brent.
0: That's it for this week's episode of The Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook, the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.